pray? Yep. Are you praying tonight or am I praying tonight? I'll pray. Okay. You don't want to dance? Cooler. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for the opportunity to be together and share and be your instruments. We send your Holy Spirit upon our conversation. Have us say what would you want us to say and have those who hear us hear what you would have them hear. And may the Lord God Father bless us and protect us as we walk. In your holy name. Amen. Amen. For these, For these and all his mercies, God's holy name be praised. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now the whole neighborhood knows we're Catholic. <gasps> Not that they didn't already. Right. With the big Vatican flag flying yeah. and the St. Frank on the front. Yeah. And the Franciscan sticker on the back of the car. The car. <laughs> A few other things. <laughs> and, the, and the priest who shows up to the house. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, boy. Yep. Yeah. So that was, um, I hadn't really thought through that process that I went through today just for the facts. The yeah, the, the, facts. the facts and all the... 33 steps. <laughs> Six hours. Everything. All right. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. I think the cicadas might be some background noise that you need to... <laughs> Actually, they don't pick up too, too well. They were doing it while I was testing things, and they didn't seem to be okay. too obnoxious, so... I don't know. Let's people know we're not sitting in a studio somewhere. Right. I could pick up that. Uh, is someone mowing back there? I guess so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we're talking about hope. Hope. Evidently. I hope you have a good evening. Well, I'll be with you, honey. Of course I will. <laughs> So what kind of hope is that? We talked about, well, this whole past weekend was about hope. Yeah. The Steubenville conference that yeah. we participated in. And I liked, I liked what they said about there's like three different kind of hope. Well, like it was interesting. Like the different speakers had different definitions and how many different hopes there are or whatever. There's the wishful thinking hope, which isn't really hope. It's just wishing. Right. And there's no reality that, that's not grounded yeah. in reality. Yeah, the, I wish so. I won it's the like lottery. I hope I win the lottery. Right, well, I hope you I win the you, yeah. you got to play the lottery to win yeah, it. Right, you know. Right, so, right. And even then, and even then, it's pretty. Your, your odds of getting yeah. struck by lightning multiple times are higher right. than winning the lottery. Winning the lottery. So, so that's more like wishful thinking, wishing. And then there's hope that's there's natural hope. That's what Father Mike called it. Father Mike Schmitz called it natural hope. And what uh, Michael Gormley called expect expectations, I think, okay. was the middle one where um, it's Jeez, grounded in reality. No, no, I didn't actually, which is weird for me. I usually do. Anyway, um, so natural hope is rooted in reality. It, it could happen. Um, 
So, uh, I can't think of a good example right now. Um, um, okay, natural hope rooted in reality. Um, I, well, like I, I kind of kid you all the time. You know, when when you leave, I always say, "Please come back." Right. You know, I hope you come back. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a natural reality. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I do come back. The all the, time. the data is there to give us reasonable expectations. Right. And I think that's that hope. It's reasonable expectation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so maybe um, if there was an analogy we could kind of maybe carry through. I don't know if it would carry all the way through to the last type of hope. But Okay. Well, yeah, I think, I think so. Uh, the, uh, the, um, like wishful thinking. Okay. Um, I hope the pandemic is is over tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Um, natural expectation. Uh, I hope that uh, a vaccine uh, is found that mm-hmm. will uh, both, well, the vaccine will be found that will um, help protect people from getting the virus uh, in the future. Right. That's, yeah. That's a natural expectation. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. The, the last kind of hope is the supernatural hope. The yeah, theological, the theological hope. hope. The, the, hope, the, hope. the hope of the hope, faith, and love. Right. Yeah. And, and that's the one where we, we hope in God's uh, promises. We hope in the realization, the, 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 the fulfillment of the promises that God has given us. Right. So it, 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 this is, this is the hope I think that, that separates believers. You know, we say that we are in this world, but not of this world. Right. I think that's what this hope is. We have a hope that uh, God is in his heaven. All is right with the world. You know, uh, the hope is the promise of God is outside of and beyond this place. And so if our wishful hope and even our natural expectations Mm -hmm. are not realized, we still have the realistic, supernatural uh, theological virtue of hope that I'm going to be with the Lord for eternity. So this pandemic is is a blip. It's a minor inconvenience. Yeah, that that from the perspective of humanity, it right. doesn't even show up. Right. And we're not minimizing people who have died because no, of it. We're yeah. not minimizing people who have suffered because of it. Right. The, 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 the perspective that we're looking at is the God perspective. Yeah. We're, you we're, know, we're not saying, um, that it doesn't matter. So just go do your own thing, you know, cause that's not true. No. I mean, right. look, we've, we've been, you know, holed up in the house since March for all intents right. and purposes. Um, 
you know, and that's coming, that's four months. Yeah. Um, so we are, yeah, we're actually doing, this week is four months. Yeah. So, so we're doing what we're supposed to be doing Yep. with the hope that, and the realistic supernatural hope that God's doing what he's doing. Right. But if we're out there running around without masks at COVID parties, well, then that is that is counter to to that hope, even. right? You know, because that's that's putting God to the test, right? And and that's that's exactly right. It's putting God to the test. In I, I understand that that's a there's some some commandment or something about that. Don't make God take the SAT or something like that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think that, I mean, oh, and we talked about this, you know, after the, the Friday night, you know, session and we had, yeah. uh, uh, we had dinner right. with the boys and we talked about those expectations and why when, right. when this was happening, you know, and we, we were, you know, a week or two into it and, you know, some of my anxiety had kicked back in a little bit and. That was that was new. I hadn't seen it for ten yeah. years, you know. Yeah. And you know, you you asked me why, you know, I was why I uh, wasn't worried, uh, but still had. Uh, oh, what's the word? still had uncertainty uncertainty yep <laughs> and so I could tell you that uh, my uh, lack of worry is based in my hope that God's bigger than all this and and, I, and I'm going to be with him right you know um, if if I'm you know <laughs> if I'm following what I'm supposed to be and what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But it's my natural inclination as a human being yeah. to want to know what's coming. Right. To, you know, to uh, have certainty. Yeah. And, you know, the last few months for us have been a lot of relinquishing that human desire mm-hmm. to to plan and to know the plan and to humble ourselves to accepting God's plan as perfectly good and so therefore just be who we're supposed to be do what we're supposed to do yeah and, and he's got the rest yeah and I think you're you know You've got this saying that says, I know God's got a plan. I don't know what it is, but I just know that I'm part of it. Yeah, I'm glad I'm part of it. (laughs) You know? And that... Well, I used to... And I used to say that when I didn't even really get it. I'm not sure I I get it yet. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting, catching little glimpses, you know? But I was just reading... 
Thomas Akempis today in The Imitation of Christ, and he was talking about hope, oddly Hi. enough. Good evening. How are you? How are you doing? Yeah. Yes, it is. Yep. So, you know, and, and, and you know, he talks about, you know, essentially why concern yourself with trifling matters, you know, when our hope is in the Lord and um, don't try to be a scripture scholar, you know, just learn what the Lord is saying to you. Right. And that's the encouragement that we have, that we don't have to have degrees and and study for years and years and years yeah. to, to realize God's promise to, um, to be saved, to be um, for the hope to be realized. Right. Um, and you know, I, I, I do have a degree now, and my... You're a professor I'm now. a professor now. Yep. Not that I'm professing anything, but, you know. <laughs> um, That's okay. <laughs> anyway, the... You'll get but, but while I was... Yeah. <laughs> but while I was in school, I was... I, I actually had a, a fear going into grad school and studying theology that the technicalities of it would cause me to question beyond acceptable questioning. Yeah, I remember to, that. I remember that, yep. To cause me to doubt. And I didn't want that to happen. And I'm very grateful that... And, and I did pray that it wouldn't happen, and I'm very grateful that my my prayers were answered, and I feel like I'm even stronger in my faith that now. And a large part goes to the professors and their um, their approach to the material. They never <laughs> they never forgot that it was God whom we were speaking of. Right. That it was God whom we were studying. They never, it, it, the awesomeness of God was never minimized. And I think that was the beauty of, and is the beauty of those professors at Franciscan that I was able to learn from. And Hopefully, now that I am one, I won't screw it up. Um. <laughs> well, we—I remember us talking before you, before you started school, and you—you you won't screw it up. You know, it, it, it's the the when you express this fear, and we talked about truth, mm -hmm. and truth, truth gives us that that ultimate hope because, <laughs> okay. I know this makes a lot of sense, but truth doesn't lie, <laughs> you know, and so as we delve further into the truth, and if there are those 
questions, we can have hope, that supernatural confidence that there's an answer, that God's got an answer. Right. You know, that's why when, uh, you know, if, if someone asks a, a question that requires an apologetic answer that I don't have, I know the answer's there. Yeah. Or like, you know, one of the questions that one of the students supplied at the Steubenville conference this uh, this weekend was, you know, I still, or I, I believe in the the Eucharist. I believe right. it is the, in the true presence, the true right. presence, the yep. body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, sorry, I couldn't tell if my battery ran out. Anyway, and and then they said, "Do I have to, or I have a problem with some of the things from the that the that the church teaches?" Yeah. You know, can I consider myself a Catholic? That was yeah, what their can, question was. Can I was. consider myself a Catholic? And yeah, of course the answer is yes. Um, you know, short answer, but it was made. The point was made from stage that look, if you believe in the true presence of Jesus Christ in the in the Eucharist, then you hold on to that. Yeah. The rest of the, the rest of those answers that you might struggle with right now, those will come. Right. The, the truth will right. will you, out. Yeah. You you sit in the Eucharist. You you receive the Eucharist. You allow the Eucharist to work the miracle in you yeah. for you to understand such that you can believe yeah, you, the other questionable things, whatever it was. Right. Well you, you can know, you you can come to that understanding of the, the understanding. Truth. And that's the, and and that's the the supernatural understanding, the Holy Spirit gift understanding that that no, we're not going to understand all the intricacies of the whys and wherefores of every single church teaching. That's not what we're called to, right? And that's not what that understanding is for. It's to understand the basis of our hope is God. Right. And understanding God in that perspective and in that in in who he is as God makes us better able to believe and accept the church teachings because we understand that it is through God's revelation that we have those cheap teachings. Yeah, I, yeah, so, exactly. That when you know when we when we're doing RCIA, mm -hmm. people people come there for for many reasons. Right. Well, you know, I was raised Catholic, or I just really you know the church has interested me because it, it's you know against. Uh, capital punishment, you know, um, and, you know, very rarely does someone come to, to, 
RCIA and say, I want to be Catholic because I believe that's Jesus in the Eucharist. Right. You know, and so, the, you know, this, this kid who was asking this question, you know, has, has got it in the right order, if you will, right. that very few do. Yeah. You know, I, I came to the church after long study and, uh, you know, finally realizing the significance of the Pope, um, that's when I put the book down and said, uh, mm-hmm. I want to be Catholic because, you know, it Hi. made sense. Hey guys. How are y'all? How's it going? She's good, so big. Good. Oh my goodness. Oh, golly. How old is she now? She just turned a year. Really? <gasps> Happy birthday. That's amazing. Wow. A year. Whew. Well, you're riding nice, too. Yeah, I know. She's got a great ride. That's, That's awesome. All right. That's all right. <laughs> Is Riley treating her nice? Dog likes her? That's good. That's always helpful. Probably won't let anybody near her, huh? <laughs> good, good. It's good to see y'all. All right, bye-bye. So, <clears throat> so I, yeah, I went to RCIA and said, okay, I know that Jesus did this, did this, did this, and passed it on to uh, Peter and the other apostles. And so it makes natural sense to me that the Eucharist is his body and blood. But that was, again, that was still after some, you know, years of study. Right. And I did not expect to wind up at the Eucharist. Right. Uh, but if you, you know, to, to me, the Eucharist is the ultimate truth. Sure. So you, you, all truth will lead to that. Right. <laughs> you know, all truth leads and, to God. Yeah. And your, you know, your belief in the Eucharist was, uh, was at first it was simply a logical conclusion right. belief. It wasn't the supernatural faith belief that right. you were given later. Right. The the hope that we have as Catholic Christians is embodied in the Eucharist. Right. You know, the the, the Eucharist is essentially the realization of our hope here on earth giving us a foretaste of heaven. Right. And so when when Catholic Christians talk about their hope, we're talking about that. We're talking about that fulfillment of the promise of God that Jesus Christ embodied and embodies in the Eucharist and as a fully resurrected body in heaven. Right. You know, the the resurrection of Jesus Christ is the sign of our hope. Well, we say that in mass, uh, in, right. you know, hope in hope of hope of our resu- in the hope the of, hope in the resurrection. Hope in the resurrection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it. so when we profess our belief in the resurrection of the body, we're professing our hope. Right. We're professing that supernatural theological virtue that 
we can't come to on our own. It, it has to be given to us by God, just like faith and love, charity. Right. That it's impossible for us. Yeah, and I think, you know, when, uh, when Peter and the apostles and then the disciples, the 500 people who saw Jesus, you know, resurrected, um, you know, no wonder they were unstoppable, and no wonder they were they they were martyrs. You know, they they had you know, that hope realized. Right. You know, and it's you know sometimes I tell people you know I don't have the luxury of doubt because of, of my personal you know experience yeah. with the Lord. Yeah. You know, um, so maybe maybe my hope is based on some of that you know maybe that's yeah. why you know because you know when I was dealing with my anxiety I, I got over it once I realized that you know worry is a is simply a lack of faith mm-hmm. and, and and maybe I should amend that to worry is simply a lack of hope yeah I think so because you know? yeah worry is 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 when it's despair. you're hopeless you're yeah. despairing yeah um you know anxiety and and all of that and and not to discount the the need for external help to you know get to that point and right. get the therapy or oh, whatever yeah, sure. you need to you know I, I don't want people to think oh i can you know i'll <laughs> go off all my meds and my therapies and I'll just be cured. Right. Um, right. It's not quite, I mean, some people are. Right. It wasn't, but my, but, you know, my discussion with our right. granddaughter, you know, helped her when I, right. when, when we really started talking about the Lord and that, that hope, right. She was able to take some pretty giant leaps. Right. In terms of her anxiety and no, right. it's not a cure all and it worked for me. And it's that perspective that I had. And so right. this last little bit, you know, a couple months ago, what it was, it was that it was a different anxiety. It was right. a lack of certainty, you yeah. know, um, yeah. cause it, I didn't have as much of a physical manifestation as right. I had previously. Right. And it wasn't despair. It right. wasn't, it, it was, it was simply that it was uncertainty and, um, yeah. So the, but the virtue of hope is going to help all of us, regardless of our level of worry or anxiety, despair, whatever. Yeah. The grace that we receive in exercising that theological virtue of hope. Oh, it's huge. Is yeah. Is un. Yeah, it, 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 yeah. The and so, how do we exercise that theological virtue of hope? <laughs> well, that's the sixty-five a million, million dollar person. word or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah, question. because because I can say, well, just have hope, just you know. Yeah, but yeah. okay, well, well, uh, how? how? Yeah. What does that mean? And I think that's why going back to those kind of three different types, you know, how how because. 
we say the word hope all the time. Right. And yeah, it's when like love. We, I love pizza. Right. Right. You know? I hope right. I win the lottery. I hope. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hope I get a new pair of shoes. I hope I make an A on that test. Right. Okay. Well, making the A on that test is that rooted in real expectation because you've studied really hard or is it wishful thinking because you barely went to class and took any notes and right. oh I hope I make an A on the test right you know so the I, I think having those those definitions those explanations of the different kind of levels of hope that we're talking about so so when we talk about exercising the theological virtue of hope the first thing you have to do is ask the Holy Spirit to help oh absolutely there's because it's a theological virtue it's a gift from god yeah and again when it comes to the gifts from god i i come back to this analogy all the time because it works so well if i give you a present and it's all wrapped up and you say thanks and then you stick it on the yeah, shelf on the without shelf. opening it yeah that doesn't do you any good and it hurts my feelings right you know well, okay, so you open it and say, that's great, and you put it on a shelf. You still haven't really gotten the point. Right. You have to use that gift for what it was meant for. Right. You know, you you have to wear the sweater. You have to play with the toy. Um, this way? Sure. I don't know where we're going. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when we say that the gift of the hope is a gift from God, we have to unwrap it and use it. Yeah. And it's that hope in the realization of God's promises. Well, what does God promise? To, in order to understand what theological hope is, we have to know what God promises. What are his promises? Well, he Steak promised every night. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Sit down at the table and it's all ready for you. Yeah. <laughs> Wishful thinking, hun. Um Hey, you have your heaven, I have mine. Yeah, right. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> so So but you hit it. Hope is the promise of God is heaven. Right. Pure and simple. It's paradise. It's getting back to the perfection that man and woman were created in. Right. The original holiness. Yeah. It's it's infinitely better than steak every night. Right. So our hope is in God's promise to help us realize perfection and holiness okay so how do we exercise that that hope then we exercise it through prayer building that relationship with god because we're not going to get to heaven without a relationship right and and prayer is not bending the lord's will no to us prayer is, is surrendering surrendering ourselves to, to the lord to his and his will, will. Yeah. to recognizing that he is perfect and has the perfect plan and all of creation is perfect or was made perfectly and we were made in his image so 
we got to get back to being in his image, not him getting to being us. Right. Because that's idolatry and it gets into a whole bunch of mess of mess, messy yeah, things. Yeah. And golly, so, you know, I love you, baby, but I don't want God to be like you. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, heaven forbid. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so, so, so prayer is our first way of, of practicing this, this theological virtue of hope. Right. We, we pray that the Lord's will be done. Just the, the, the Lord's prayer right there. Yep. Okay. Absolutely. The perfect prayer. And so as we pray and build that relationship, then we have the sacraments who are, which are those visible signs of the invisible grace of God. Mm -hmm. And so we, we root ourselves in the sacraments. You know, we, we go to confession when we can and need to. We receive the Eucharist as often as we can. We, you know, attend weddings and celebrate with that couple. We, um, baptism and confirmation, we, we, we draw on the grace that is given us in those sacraments. And then we share by we either bring our children for those sacraments or we become sponsors or godparents or yeah we participate participate. in these supernatural activities right so as to be the foundation or basis of all our other activity right and so when we root ourselves in prayer and the sacraments we live a life of hope yep and our hope in the Lord is becomes substantial. It becomes visible to others. Yeah. Yeah. You can hear lots of stories about people who, you know, come up to complete strangers and say, what is it about you that makes you different? Right. I want some of that. Right. Yeah. It's, Hope is a tool of evangelization. When we live in hope, people are drawn to it, to us. Yeah. And we're given the opportunity to then proclaim the good news and say, well, Jesus Christ, you know, and, and go from there. Let me introduce you to him. Um, The. And, And there are people who, you know, Pope John Paul II, you know, mm-hmm. you could, he, right. he, he exuded hope. You know, Dr. Right. Martin Luther King Jr. did. Yeah. You know, um, he, he wasn't a stupid man. He knew that there was a target on him yeah. from the minute he first, you know, spoke up, spoke out and walked on. Right. And the, uh, uh, but, but he knew who he was who he was supposed to be, and what he was supposed to do. Absolutely. And so he was, and he did, in, in, in the full hope and supernatural, yet absolutely realistic expectation that he would be in the presence of the Lord. You know? And, you know, I, 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 I can't canonize anybody, <laughs> you know? Um, and we all say, oh, I think someone should be or someone shouldn't be in, in yeah. heaven or whatever. But I, he lived with hope. Right. You know, and I think we were talking, you know, this weekend uh, that 
you know, that was Jesse Jackson's mantra. Yeah. I don't know if it still is, but he, he would say, yeah. keep hope alive. And I right. wonder if that's because Dr. King always taught him to have that hope. And I, and, and, and again, I think Dr. King was talking about uh, that, that supernatural. Uh, absolutely. I, I don't think that... Your hope can't rely you on can't men. can't rely on men. So, you know, he wasn't... Yeah, yes, he was hoping for, you know, when, when his children would be judged by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. Certainly. Uh, but he knew, he knew that the most perfect being and the most perfect doing was already judging his children. Right. By the content of the character, right. not the color of their skin. Right. And so, you know, what man does, you know, I'm just trying to get people to come along, you know. Right. <laughs> you know, walk with the Lord. But if they don't, you know, so people exude that hope. You want a piece of that. You can't watch Dr. King on the I Have a Dream speech without, you know, getting up and pumping your fist and saying, right on, you yeah. know. And I, I think maybe maybe more close to home, I think, you know, Bishop Mike in San Angelo. That's I mean, I've just seen him deal with difficult people, me included. <laughs> and he's just like the just you know, I don't you could call it, you know, water off a duck's back or, you know, cool as a cucumber, whatever. But it's like I, I the Lord loves this person. Then I love this person, and he's genuine about it. And he and he's genuine about it. That's exactly it. You know, th this it doesn't even cross his mind, right? That okay, the Lord loves him, so I ain't gotta, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. how many times do we do that? <laughs> uh, now I have to go to confession, man. <laughs> <sighs> I, you know, hope would they. What, I, I think it was um, was it Dr. Hahn that said uh, hope is like the the Cinderella of the oh no that was somebody else at the, oh, at the it was, was it Father Mike Schmitz. was it Father Mike Schmitz yeah said okay hope is like the ugly the, stepchild the ugly stepchild the, or the Cinderella, Cinderella of the three <laughs> theological virtues yeah. because you know we all need it but nobody really recognizes it's there yeah you know. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, that's the truth. There's, we, yeah, we know, don't think, you know, hope is like, hope is like the Holy Spirit, you know, yeah. we don't really, you it, know, but it's just as real, just as necessary. In fact, uh -huh. it's, it's a, a linchpin. It's a, right. you know, the, it's, it's one of the legs of the three-legged stool. It's not the third leg. It's not the right. first. It's not the second. It is one of the legs. Right. You know? And it's... It's interesting to talk about hope from from a supernatural perspective yeah as limited as we are in our perspective right but again i think you know it's a 30,000 feet up you know view mm -hmm. actually it's a view from infinity right um 
Because in infinity, the only thing that matters is God. Because everything else is infinitesimal, infinitesimally small. True. Yeah, you know, unnoticeable. Mm-hmm. But the other side of that is how awesome is that from an infinite perspective, God loves each and every one of us individually and and intimately and yeah. and and knows us even even better than a sparrow you know father john was saying you know every time i read that passage you know god knows the number of hairs on my head <laughs> yeah it probably means he knows how many i'm not gonna have next year you know? <laughs> keep losing more you know um, and how can you not have hope in an infinite God who loves you more intimately than, than than we can imagine? Even if we could imagine the greatest, it'd still be right nothing right compared to the God whom we have hope in. So, hope in the Lord, for He is good, and His mercy endures forever. Mm. I think that's a psalm. Pretty sure. I don't know which one. (laughs) Well, you know, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. You know? Yeah. But there are a lot of sheep who try to jump the fence or, Mm -hmm. you know, run away. Think of the words that we have to describe. You know, the, the the song "The Lord is kind and merciful." You know, just went through my head just now. Oh yeah, because <laughs> you know, describing him and mm-hmm. yeah, those are those are words that um, that we have to describe him because those are words we can relate to. Right. And it's like Dr. Hahn was saying, you know, he was describing the Eucharist. And, uh, uh, what do you say, Gary? Good, good. Um, you all right? Well, you ain't got too many of those. Don't keep cashing them in, brother. Oh, gosh. Well, at least it's not claws, right? Be well, brother. Yes, sir. Um, anyway, we use these words. And Dr. Han was like, you know, describing all this wonderful stuff. And then he says, yeah, that's, that's nothing compared to what it's going to be. Right. I hope the air conditioner's working. That is a reasonable expectation. It's not a supernatural hope. No. 
I hope the, the boys are being cordial with each other. That might be wishful thinking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Where's the bus? Just I just, just toss them out of the boom. <laughs> okay. Put on your mommy face. Put on your love. Set it up. <laughs> All I did was hit it. Yeah, you did. Out of the park. All right. Whew. How'd we do? I'm looking. We walked 1.9 miles for Whew. 42 minutes, 52 seconds. Whew. That's like 21 minute miles. Yeah. That's faster than we do in the morning. We walk faster when we're talking. <sighs> All right. Love you. I love you too.